Hey, 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 welcome to the Pastor Duke Podcast. Thanks for tuning me in. I pray God will use me to be a blessing and a challenge to you. These are exciting days. Some might say scary days that we're living in, but God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And hopefully that's the direction we're going in today, a sound biblical mind. My title today is Food Issues in Prophecy. We're going to see food issues are in our news. In Matthew 24, 7, Jesus warned of famines in the last days. It's one of the great signs of the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in, given by Christ himself in the Olivet Discourse, given to us Matthew 24, Mark chapter 13, Luke chapter 21. If God says something once, it's important. If he says it three times, I think he wants to get our attention. So today we'll be obedient to Jesus. We will focus our attention on the word famine to be expected during the time of the end. Well, that's what Jesus said. Three weeks ago, our president Biden warned us of food shortages that were coming expect it is what he told us to do and just a couple days ago on the mainstream media i was told of baby formula shortages across our country isn't that just like the devil if he can't kill our babies in the womb he'll try to starve them out once they arrive we just added 40 billion dollars to the 15 billion dollars we already gave to Ukraine for a total of 55 billion dollars and can't get a baby formula plant up and running again in America. We have 55 billion to secure the Ukrainian border but couldn't spend 5 billion to secure our own border. It's kind of like some people got their brains switched. It's kind of like we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. God laid out in advance what the devil's agenda would be. We who have cheated and read the entirety of the Bible are not taken by surprise by any of these things. If you can't see the globalist satanic agenda here of the democratic progressive leaders, you're blind and being led by the blind. Satan is clearly tightening his grip as a Christ-rejecting world and Christ-rejecting America are now reaping what we have sown. I want to look at a biblical and a historic view of famine at the baseline control the food, and you control the people. In Genesis, we see how famine and famine relief were a big part of the patriots' lives. It was part of the narrative. It's how God moved in among men. They were called upon to trust God through these frightening times. The whole story of Joseph in the Bible was a famine-centered story of God's provision for his people through what seemed like the greatest famine of the earth had ever seen up till those days, God would use famine to humble the ungodly and he would use famine to show himself mighty to those who trusted him. I'm going to say that again. This is huge. 
This is the bottom line. God would use famine to humble the ungodly to get their attention, and he would use famine to show himself mighty to those who trusted him. You see many famines in the land of Israel under the evil kings. God would warn a famine to come, and no one would listen. Then he would send famine always for a reason. Again, to punish the evil and who practice idolatry among them, which included infanticide as they offered their children as human sacrifice to appease the wrath of Baal, of Molech, and other false deities. In times of those famines, you would see the biblically illiterate and God-haters reduced to cannibalism and even eating their own children. God used famine to judge those who rejected his love and truth. He used famine to teach his people not to fear the demon false gods who hated them, but to fear him who loved them and could provide their needs. Elijah stepped into the scene to warn King, wicked King Ahab of famine that was coming uh, due to his and Queen Jezebel's idolatry. The warning was mocked, and Elijah was falsely accused of being the bad guy. That's kind of how the devil has always played. The good guys are the bad guys, and the bad guys are the good guys. And so it is in our world today. All during that three-year famine, the populace chose not to tune God in. They tuned him out, and they suffered so unnecessarily. But during the famine, God took care of Elijah. He took care of the people who trusted him. And he did so supernaturally for Elijah by the brook Cherith where the ravens came in and fed him. What an amazing story of God's provision that was. And later, through the widow uh, at Zarephath, you begin to see the biblical pattern of how famines are a clear way God has chosen to speak to a world who in prosperity had completely tuned him out. That's another bottom line. I'm going to say that again as well. You, be, you begin to see the biblical pattern of how famines are a clear way God has chosen to speak to a world who in prosperity had completely tuned him out. I think that's where America's at now. I could give a half dozen of other biblical narratives that show exactly the same pattern. We're going to build upon it. I bet you it's the exact same narrative Jesus is speaking of in our text about the last days. People can stay out of church, never open a Bible, mock those of us who do, and forget about it. They can call us deplorable racists, homophobes, and domestic terrorists but they all get hungry. And when the, their supply lines are broken and the shelves are empty and the price is sore out of sight and the baby formula is gone, it gets even their attention. It is impossible to communicate with somebody until you get their attention. God loves them enough to do whatever he has to do to get their attention. And I think that's what's happening. Prosperity has been the most difficult thing for humanity to ha handle throughout history. 
Those who made it all the way to the top always came up empty. Whether it be King Solomon or Howard Hughes or Bill Gates, prosperity has ruined many a good boy. That's why David prayed in the Psalms, Lord, don't give me so much that I forget you or so little that I curse you. In America, famine has been less in our history than it seems in any other people group that I know about in any other history. I know we had uh, small pockets of famine, short-lived, thankfully, during the Dust Bowl of the 1930s, and a uh, uh, you know a bad harvest one year to uh, uh, here and there throughout our history, but no real seasons of starvation in our nearly 300 years history. Thank you, Lord, for that. All the while. The rest of the world has seen famine and starvation. If you look closely at the people groups where famine has hit the hardest, you'll find most often paganism as their religion, a sign that the false gods are not concerned or able to meet the needs of the wor- their worshipers, which only follows the ancient biblical pattern of famine. God would use the famines to draw people back to himself. I'm witnessing the exact pattern for good in Sierra Leone, Africa, as a dear missionary friend of mine, Mike Pepper, now in his late 70s, is seeing masses of Muslims turning to Christ as their Savior. And as they do, God is sending provision. The famine is ending in their land and successful agriculture God's favor is upon them. That impoverished nation is making a recovery. Government officials are throwing open the doors for Christianity to sweep the nation, and joy is filling that desperate camp. God used famine to turn a nation back to him. The spiritually blind unbeliever is only angered at at God for famines when they come. They challenge his divine right to move among men and to judge the ungodly. But believers see God's love behind it all to humble people, to bring them even by force, but to bring them back under his care and provision. And when they are broken, they may return. He holds open the door of blessing to those who repent. He's willing to receive them and put his hand upon them again. But sin is an issue. It must be confessed. It must be repented of. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. That's the key, turning from our wicked ways. And then he will hear from heaven. Then he will heal our land and the famines can end. Isn't it interesting in our Lord's model prayer for us, give us this day, our daily bread. That's a daily codependent relationship where every bite of food we know is from him. We know we don't deserve it, but we're thankful for every bite. And when we think we do deserve it and demand it from him and blame him, if the supply lines break down, we're not satisfied. Famine may be coming soon. In Christ's warning here in the Olivet Discourse, he is speaking to 
a last day's world and America. I'll focus on America who has rejected him. We've banned his word from our schools. We take his holy name in vain a billion times a, a day. We embrace sodomy as our moral code of our nation officially by our Supreme Court. We vilify those who vote pro-life and vote pro-marriage. And today we no longer even know as a nation where to go potty. We kill our babies and release our criminals. Shame on us. Famine may be coming. There is an Old Testament verse that speaks of a different kind of famine. Not from food supply, but from famine from the word of God. When I was a child, we had blue laws. I remember them. Everything shut down in our town except for one drugstore, which remained open with one employee who they rotated so they'd only have to maybe work one month, Sunday every fifth or sixth week to be a public service to people to meet medical needs. But everything else shut down to honor God and to give rest to man following the biblical example. But those days are long gone. Today, everything is open on Sunday, and most people are not in any church at all. When I was a child, scriptures were read in morning exercises at the public schools, and we had prayer. We did the Lord's model prayer. But today, that is long gone from the U.S. education system. Teachers must be mum about their personal faith in Christ at school or lose their jobs. My wife spent 20 years in the New York public school system and she was walking on eggshells at all time. But when teachers teach humanism or spiritism, which is the occult, they are praised. They are protected by the teachers union. Famine may be coming. When a government says that parents have no right in determining their child's curriculum, Famine is coming. When government, not doctors, tell patients what medications they can or cannot have, famine is coming. When people call evil good and good evil, famine is coming. When the untested vaccines are forced upon people, famine is coming. When a government censors any opposition view to, to their agenda, and they threaten all dissenters, famine is coming. Famine is a slow-moving and looming judgment. It often affords time. Thank you, Jesus. It often affords time for the God-seekers to get prepared. Are you listening? God-seekers to get prepared. God warned often of the famine's coming to his people so they would be ready. Those who listen to God were ready. Sometimes they would move away from the famine area. Sometimes they stored up when provision was available. Sometimes God provided in a supernatural way. He provided a table in the wilderness for his people in the Exodus and promised to do so again for the Jewish people in the last half of the Great Tribulation when they will be forced to flee by the Antichrist into the Judean wilderness and God will supernaturally sustain them from famine again in the future, as he did in the past. God always wanted. His dream for people was to fellowship, to be close to them. And food was central 
It was a central issue even in the Garden of Eden when there was provision from God and praise for God. I think I need to say that again. Where there was provision from God and praise for God. That's the sacred reality about food and God and people. Where there is no praise, where there is no humility, no holy worship, famine is coming. I think the biblical precedent has been laid out here. Now, for a closer peek at just how these last days famines are unfolding, some famines can be God trying to get man's attention, whereas some famines can be Satan manipulating evil men to gain power over others and be in control. Whoever controls the money, controls the food, controls the people, controls the world. That's a whole lot of what I believe is happening now. Bill Gates and the Communist Chinese Party are buying up vast amounts of prime U.S. farmland, putting it completely out of commission. That's not a God judgment. That's not God doing that. That is Satan's hand in control of the food narrative. He has planned to have billions of useless eaters, uh, Klaus Schwab, president of the World Economic Summit, calls us useless eaters. He has us waiting to be begging bread in the new world order and mass relocation of population centers. That's not my opinion. It is what Klaus Schwab has promised. He said this is their plan, how they're going to implement it in his most recent book. Do you find it not interesting that the very week after Biden announced the upcoming food shortages that 21 major U.S. food factories burned to the ground, airplane crashes uh, loaded with fuel to burn down these, and they're calling it in the mainstream media a dink. I think not. I think it's an agenda. A major baby formula plant is shut down in January by the CDC and left for months without corrections being made to reopen, which created this very present and I would say very evil crisis. And today all the involved are blaming others while our babies are being threatened. Is that another dinky, or is this an evil agenda? The stacking up of cargo ships in major U.S. ports, unable to get unloaded. That's not God's hand of judgment. That's man's stupidity within Satan's shut it all down agenda to take absolute control. China is now breathing down Taiwan's neck with uh, our weakened America, with one-third of our military weapons given to the Taliban and our departure from Afghanistan what a debacle. We find $55 billion and send it to Ukraine. I'm told 75% of all automobile computer control chips are made in Taiwan. That will surely help shut down the U.S. auto industry. We were not told till COVID hit that 80% of all U.S. drugs were made in China. We were not told of the 13 bio labs the U.S. funded in Ukraine near the Russian border. Makes you kind of wonder what else we are not being told. I implore you to get 
away from the mainstream media and stop drinking their Kool-Aid. Get some good internet news sites. Personal message me, and I'll send you the ones we listen to that I find very helpful. There's lots of them out there. Thank you, Lord. I'm watching the food-related global realities as closely as possible as Jesus tipped us off. Famine is coming. The Ukraine is Europe's breadbasket, and I bet production will be way down uh, this year as well. Just last week, millions of U.S. chickens had to be destroyed because of a disease. Now, for a second year in a row, I've not been able to find seed potatoes to plant in our garden. Thankfully, I was prepared. I saved some of mine from last year, and I had seed potatoes. But you see, we have to be vigilant. We have to be wise. We can't be dependent upon man. We need to be dependent upon God and the ingenuity that he will give us. Turns out Russia is the world's greatest exporter of fertilizer. So it's no wonder fertilizer costs are skyrocketing. The price of food is going up for lots of reasons. But because I was aware of this, I stored up last year when the prices were down and I have several bags of the old-fashioned 10-10-10 fertilizer, which my grandpa used when I was a little boy. It still works. Then you add all the pesticides, herbicides, and food preservation uh, chemicals to our GMO foods, and you have all kinds of chronic new health issues emerging in our society. In America, we have had uh, the best food, and yet it seems we have the worst nutrition. Obesity reigns in our culture today. We have all the preventative antibiotics in our meat supply. We have all the growth hormones in both our meat and dairy supply. Hey, America, we got some serious food issues, just like the president told us. Then we go to the processed foods and smother everything with sugar. Oh, that'll make it better. Except, of course, about 50% of our, our adult population is now affected by diabetes, including me. Probably shouldn't have ate those five candy bars a day when I was a teenager, had a pocket full of money. 80% of all of our TV commercials are pharmaceuticals. How about that? Remember the 1970s, uh, early 70s, Prophet Steppenwolf? Not really a rock and roll group Stephen wolf said there's a monster on the loose and has our heads into a noose and he stands there watching so what do we do about all of this number one we take jesus warning seriously and we make simple preparations like i mentioned i've done the past uh, few years while there still is a food supply, while there still is a food chain, take advantage of that. Store some things up. That's how our great-grandparents all lived. They harvested, they grew it in the summer, harvested, canned it, fro they didn't freeze it in those days. They stored their food for the winter. We stay pure before our Lord and praise and worship our way through these days. He he is our provider in season and out of season. Number three, we warn others. They will stop mocking us for our preparations when all of the food issues really hits the fan. Remember how they mocked Noah? 
until the rain began to fall. Number four, we live a model life. We follow Christ. We're full of love. We're full of forgiveness, and we pray for those yet in the devil's matrix. Satan is clearly tightening his grip for sure, but God is allowing it. Famine is coming, but God will provide. God will provide for us in the wilderness, and at the right time, (laughs) the best part, he'll come for us. Watch you therefore in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. When you begin to see all these things come to pass. Checklist. The Jews came home. The greatest sign of all, 1948. Jerusalem was retaken June 10th, 1967. The nations will align Northy, Russia and her allies, Southy, Islamic Caliphate, Easty, the hordes, the, the kings of the East, an army of 200 million, all, all set, ready to roll. The Western Alliance of the Antichrist, including America, the New World Order, uh, Central. It's all here. The stage is set. It's just like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's as the days of Noah, world filled with violence. We have a genetic apocalypse upon us, uh, mind-altering drugs, uh, gene-altering vaccines. Oh, my Satan will have a global technocracy. Every eye shall see satellite technology. We have the chips. We have the scanners. We have 5G. We have facial recognition. We have star links. We have massive data centers. It's all set. Already using the system in China. It's only a matter of time till it comes here. But Jesus said, this is what we should expect. It's here. He knew what he was talking about. And he loves you. Have you committed your life to him? Have you received him into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior? Have you repented? Have you turned to him? Have you turned away from your sins? Have you asked him to forgive you? Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but uh, I'm quoting Jesus. He loves you. He told you what to expect. If you're listening, obey him. Make some preparations. Draw near to him. Lift up his name. Share his love with others. Be you ready for such an hour as you think not. The Son of Man coming. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate if you like, share, subscribe, download, all that kind of stuff. Just having a great uh, increase in listenership. Had 4,500 listens last week. How about that? Thank you for all of you who listen in. I pray God would use me to be a blessing. So bye-bye for now. God bless you.